Welcome to City Talk with Sabrina Bangle and Lee Bettis. And good morning and welcome to City Talk with Sabrina Bengal and Lee Bettis. If you're watching us live on uh, Facebook right now, you can see that Sabrina is running a little bit late. If you're on the radio, I'm just going to pretend like she's here. So good morning, Sabrina. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> she has got a little bit of laryngitis. Um, it's a wonderful day. Today is what, what day is it? Uh, November 11th, right? Today is November 11th. I'd like to welcome all the veterans in. Yesterday was my Marine Corps birthday. Uh, I've never heard so many people in New Bern say happy birthday to the Marine Corps than I did yesterday. So uh, I'd like to I'd like to um, I'd like to thank everybody for celebrating the Marine Corps birthday. Uh, hey, did you know how the uh, you know how the, the 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 Marine Corps was born? Why well, no? Well, no, you you really didn't. A lot of people don't know it, but um, it was two hundred and whatever whatever uh, seventeen seventy five was. It's a long time ago. Uh, there was we had this menacing problem of the British, and they were all lurking about, telling us that we had to pay extra money for our tea and our stamps, and they were taxing us. And it got yeah, I know Daryl's over there. He's exasperated by the whole darn thing, and so I think they had those British, and they were they were exasperating everybody. So a group of guys got together and said, we are going to form the Marine Corps. They went to Tun's Tavern in Philadelphia. And uh, the Marine Corps, my beloved Marine Corps, began in Tun's Tavern. I imagine that there was a bunch of guys going, ah, we we can beat the the Brits. We can beat the Brits. The The most powerful superpower on the face of the earth, the British. Their Navy was unbeatable. So they walked into Tun's Tavern. I'm I wasn't there. But I can imagine that there was probably a little bit of beer or grog or mead or whatever else they had back then. And then you signed up. And so the next morning, uh, you woke up and you were a Marine. And uh, my Marine Corps went on to uh, went on to be a role, you know, beat the Brits, the most powerful superpower in the world. And we kicked them out of here. And we've had an illustrious uh, reputation ever since then. Uh, how do you feel about that, Sabrina? Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> All right, for those of you on Facebook Live, for those of you on Facebook Live, you just saw that Sabrina walked in. Uh, for those of you who are on the radio, um, she actually is here now. So that being said, we that, 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 that being said, we just learned all about the, uh, about the Marine Corps history. Now, today, today is Veterans Day, the 11th day of the 11th hour on, in, uh, 19, uh, yeah, 1919, um, we won uh, World War One. That was the war to end all wars. Um, no, our Veterans Day was originally called Armistice Day because nobody uh, really foresaw. Yeah, it is. It, it helps with the rate. Oh, it would she would have been 110. But nobody foresaw that we were going to go on the war to win, to stop all wars, the war to win all wars. Uh, nobody really went on and foresaw that there was going to be World War II, um, and this 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 nonsense of being um, violent little people 
keeps going. Well, but we're gonna, good, good morning, everybody. I'm like slow to go today, but I'm here. And, and you've told everybody we're listening to you on 107.5. No, I was waiting for you w, to do that. WNOS. I'm we hope you're listening you, on the radio. If you'll give me probably about five minutes, we will be up and live on Facebook, which, you know, I'm just having the best time on this Facebook Live. But we've got a great show today. I'm thanking you for listening. Uh, we've got lots to talk about this week. We've had an election. We've had a, what? a, a <laughs> We've had a change in, in really what's going on. Uh, more importantly, as you said, it's Veterans Day, and hopefully we're going to talk to a, our favorite veteran in Me? the second half hour. No, Dustin Kainstrup, if I can get oh. him on the phone. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of our veterans. And, you know, shout out to my dad um, on his Purple special Heart day. Purple Heart recipient, correct? Yes, Purple Heart recipient. He's out getting ready for the big parade in Harrison, New York. And uh, we're just... Ready to rock and roll here. And then some things, you know, the city, there was a meeting Tuesday night. Things are rolling on. I want everybody to know it is 47 weeks now until the next election. 47 weeks. 47 Are we officially in the, the electoral cycle? Yeah. And so, um, you know, I guess everybody get ready um, to rock and roll. Uh, and we'll be, we'll be talking about that. So, Lee. Yeah. Have you had a good week? Uh, Sabrina, this week has been so busy. I mean, uh, I'm more busy here in New Bern than I ever was when I lived in New York, and New York is a city that doesn't sleep. It doesn't sleep. Yeah, that's the truth. Um, you know, and I think that's where our, our president-elect Trump probably gets his energy because he lives in a city that doesn't sleep, and the man doesn't sleep. But not, not with all those people outside his uh, house out there. Rocking and rolling. But let's let's just stop for a minute, and let's just kind of kind of – like review and talk. I also our very very good friend um, Don Baldwin Gibson. You know I want to. Um, we're going to get her on the air here shortly, and we are going to um, talk with her a little bit about the state of our nation. She's, you know, she is very troubled by everything. She feels like we're on the verge of allowing our democracy to shatter. It is troubling, and and she's doing exactly what we all need to be doing. She's on her knees in prayer, and we all need to be on our knees in prayer because we have to we have to come together. You know, life is about choices, and the choice has been made. It may not necessarily be my choice or your choice, but that's why we live in the great country that we live in because we can we are free to choose and when the voice of the people speaks it speaks you know and um i am troubled by the riots i'm tri- troubled by everything that i see and <clears throat> i just uh you know I, i'm not very happy about what's been going on and i hope people will just i understand they're unhappy i understand their right to protest and they can do that but to be violent and everything the things that i hear it's just it's amazing they're taking little bits and pieces and not you know flushing out the full thing i, I don't know it's just it's really hey, troubling you know my first memory of and well back in my day my first memory of of riots and protesting and violence was when my dad, uh, my dad was going to Berkeley, getting his. Uh, I think he was starting his PhD at Berkeley, and this was back in the. Um, this was back in the early seventies. Um, early seventies, there was war protest movements. I, I recall my dad riding his bicycle home from Berkeley to married student housing, and his eyes would be flushed with, uh, with uh, tear gas, and the the students there were protesting. Um, were protesting. The Vietnam War. Uh, they didn't think we should be there. Uh, I don't think they particularly cared for Nixon. I don't. I don't think they particular. 
you know, Johnson had mixed reviews from what I understand, but the country, you know, there were the, you know, we'd, we'd lost Martin Luther King. We'd lost uh, two Kennedys. We, people were getting shot. Um, this was a violent time. People look back in the sixties and go, Hey, uh, you know, peace and love and all this stuff. But if you look at it, we had the Watts riots. We had DC was burned out. We had flight from the inner cities. People went crazy and were burning things over over. Probably uh, they didn't have a way of expressing themselves. Uh, I think I just got cut, cut off. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, good people, now. I think is it? Uh, yeah, mine just got cut off again. All right, but uh, people didn't have a way of expressing themselves, and it boiled over into the street. And it took a long time for for Washington D.C. to come back. It took a long time for Watts to come back, if it has come back at all. Uh, what I'm saying is, Sabrina, our country has seen. Our country has seen times when, um, you know, fl- inflammatory times. We've seen, we've seen uh, World War II, where we interned an entire race of people, uh, American citizens. We interned them in, in, in concentration camps. We have seen bad times. We have seen slavery in this country. We have seen civil war in this country, and. We have gotten through it. Um, we've gotten through it one way or another because we've kept our head and we have democratic. Oh, good God Almighty! And we have democratic processes in place, the checks right. and balances. Right. And I have the utmost faith that whether you like this guy or whether you don't like President-elect Trump, um, our our checks and balances are there for a reason to, right. to make sure tomorrow, the next four years, we have. A system, right? I, I totally agree. And good morning to everybody that is uh, watching today, and uh, thank you for joining us on City Talk. We are here uh, live on WNOS. If you're local in New Bern, 107.5, but we're also live on Facebook. To my Facebook friends, uh, welcome and good morning. Um, and we are talking about the the election. I think it was a shocker to many, many people that um, Mr. Trump. Did what he did. Uh, I mean, there's just nothing else to say about that. Uh, you know, he it is what it is, and he he, you know, the people came out and spoke, and that's all I can say. But on the other hand, it has been <laughs> more than distressing to see what people are saying on Facebook, and I understand they're venting their frustration, and I, I, you know, I'm I did a lot of likes, maybe. You know, during during this whole period of election, but I never never posted. I just didn't feel like I wanted to get into the fray. I'm always happy to debate the issues, but it's well, very it, it's very personal it, now. It, it is it, very personal to people. You know what? Also, I've seen is I've seen that. Um, and Nicole and I were on the back porch last night, which we which we do. That's one of our favorite things to do. We sit on our back porch. We watch stuff grow in the backyard. We watch the stars come out, um, and. I, I happen to, you know, I'm not saying you have to go overboard, but I am a little annoyed with our country for the political correctness that is, the political correctness that has gone on for the past 30 years. We have replaced common sense and reason with uh, this fake political correctness stuff, and it, uh, and, and it's to the detriment of our country. It really is to the detriment of our country. Our children are learning to be, another word for politically correct is sneaky it's not it's not speaking your mind um what donald trump showed us and whether you like him or you don't like him was that a lot of people think you know i don't particularly find groping women in in airplanes a a, a thing that you should be doing i don't particularly find talking about uh women in in a negative way um something that i would do 
I don't, you know, a lot of it I don't find. Right. But what I do, what I do find interesting and what I do find fascinating about the whole thing is that he did it and he got a passport. And it, on some level, if right. you look at it deeper, people are sick of all the niceties. Right. We're sick. You know, right. you don't have to go for each other's jugular like like uh, like Donald did. But even when you go for the jugular, so if we can take this as a as a as a referendum, going, hey, everybody, we're America. Use a little common sense. Speak your mind. It's gonna be okay to speak your mind, whether people like you or not. Say what's on your mind. I mean, we all have the right to that voice, you know. But, but, that but, but, always bothered you and I. We wanted to make sure we our voice was heard. That we had a right uh, to to speak and to. Uh, give our opinion, and when it's crushed, it is very, you know, it, it is offensive because you and I have been put down so many times, like, why do you have to say this? Why do you have to say that? And I understand we should be, um, I think we should be polite. We should have, uh, you know, good discourse. I can disagree with you. Let me tell you something. I have hugged more of my, my Democratic friends through this process that, you know, our good friend Kathy Adolph was here. Our views are so totally opposite polar. Yet I love that woman. I, I, I just, I can work with her. We have differences of opinion and we celebrate that we are different. And, you know, I'm, I know she is upset for the outcome. She, I know how strongly she felt about Secretary Clinton as strongly as I felt about Mr. Trump. But, we agreed to disagree, and we went away. We didn't have to be violent with one another. I don't seek retribution against her because she has different views. Um, we're going to be talking to Dawn Baldwin-Gibson here shortly, and she had different views than I have. But let me tell you something. She is my sister in Christ. I am, uh, you know, I, I that is first and foremost beyond anything else that we do. And so I can agree to disagree with her. And, you know, maybe we would sit down and say, why did you think this way or why did you think that way and we could maybe find common ground but all of this meanness the things that i saw people said they were going to be burning flags and doing other stuff you know i, I guess it is their right but i i guess i, I don't get it let's uh, let, you uh, know <laughs> when 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 Pro president obama was elected i you know again he was not my candidate there's you know but when he was elected, he was my president. It didn't matter. It didn't matter what I thought. He was my president. I didn't go out in the street. I didn't, you know, I didn't want to tell my children. All of this really, it's just incredible to me. You know, you win some, you lose a lot. I know how it feels, believe me. But, you know, you, you know, he was still my president. I gave him the respect. And through his eight years, I have not always agreed on what he's done. There's some things I think he did a good job with. But, you know, I, I gave him the respect he was due, and the people spoke. If anything, I believe in we the people. And we the people have spoken. And let's just get on with the business of making our country the best it could be, whether you agree or disagree. Same thing, right? You know, we could take it to a very small level, and let's take it to the city. You know, we agree. You know, we constantly disagree with the city board. But, you know, the mayor is the mayor. That's I respect that fact. We the people spoke. The aldermen are the aldermen. We the people spoke. But I disagree. But I shouldn't have retribution. There should not be retribution. I should be allowed to um, speak to them. They should be coming on our show and talking about what we disagree about because that's the way democracy works. But when you seek retribution, when you se seek meanness and all those other things, that's when government does not work for the people and by the people. No, and you know what? I, I got to tell you, I was watching the I was watching the 
the the riots in New York, and there there were a lot. It looked like a lot of Bernie Sanders, uh, can't, uh, Ber- Bernie Sanders um, supporters out there. They were young, you know, in the nineteen to to twenty. They they look young. I guess you call them millennials. Yeah. And one of the things, it's a sad commentary on society. But I was watching it with Nicole, and there was this one little kid. Must couldn't have been more than twenty three or twenty one. He was out there trying to light a a, a Donald Trump hat on fire. He couldn't even do that, and th- that that to me is that to me uh, shows what our kids are. You you look you you don't you you didn't get your candidate. Now you're gonna you know you didn't get your candidate in, and so you're throwing a massive temper tantrum and um, massive temper tantrum and trying to light hats on fire. Come on, at least if you're gonna at least if you're gonna burn something in effigy, get it started. Are we? I mean, honest to God, what are we teaching our kids these days? I know Daryl. Daryl is aghast. I mean, but uh, you know, you don't get your way. That doesn't mean you go burning stuff in the street and stopping and stopping traffic. You don't get your way. This and this to me is a sign of bad parenting in in parents that just don't care. Because those, you know, my kids were talking about it. My kids are avid, avid, avid Clinton uh, supporters, and uh, Harrison. Um, Harrison has a friend, um, Manny, and he he's Mexican, and he he went to sleep last night thinking someone was going to be chasing Manny down the street with the with a net and trying to and trying to drag him back to Mexico. Um, and Manny's not his real name, but uh, he he is illegal and um, or not authorized to be here. But he came over when he was a baby, and I said, Harrison, there is not a chance in God's green earth that you're going to see people chasing your friend down the street with a net. Don't buy into the hype. Don't that's, buy into the, the hype. That's the problem. There is a lot of misinformation out there. You know what? And I heard a really good commentator actually on CNN yesterday. And you know what he said is because uh, you know a, a young woman was debating him on the facts and saying you know my friends are are in fear. They can't even. They're afraid to go out of their house. Whatever. And you know he he said unfortunately, you know these people made a choice. They made a choice to come to this country illegally. And it's just like when we do something, you know, that we wrong, we could get caught. And, you know, the basis is we just have to try to uh, – it's not a matter of hate. It's, it's, it's just getting things in perspective. So, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody's going to be chasing anybody down the street. I don't know. Again, you know, let's, let's give President-elect Trump a chance to get his cabinet in place. Let's see what his policies. And if we disagree with them, we do. We take to the streets and we do that. But, you know, something else that really troubled me yesterday – High school students, they actually let the high school students, I think it was in Berkeley, California, leave, leave the school to go out and protest during the school day. Well, that's Berkeley. I mean, you know, I was really surprised. Honestly, God, okay. honestly God, uh, Berkeley, they... How would you they, feel if you were a parent, you know? I'll tell you um, what, it was probably the beleaguered teachers out there, because Berkeley is probably in this, is right, around, is right around Oakland, so it's probably the beleaguered, beleaguered teachers hey, going, hey, uh, marijuana's recreational, I'll go out, come back when you're a little right, bit more uh, right. peaceful. Uh, All right, but um, I've got our, I got one of our guests on the phone. Dawn's here. On? I got, I got our guest, so good morning, Dawn, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you all doing this We're morning? good. We're good. And everybody just um, who's, who's catching in our show, 107.5 on the radio, we are live on Facebook. And this is, as I, I said, I don't know if you listened before, but my sister in Christ, and um, that's uh, first and foremost the most important thing about our relationship. Um, yeah, and that, really you know, we're in different different sides of the fence, and that's okay. But, you know, I, I, I know we are in turmoil. So I'm going to let you speak to that 
for a little bit and give you an opportunity because, you know, all our views are important. Every, you know, but with that being said, we've got to find some common ground. We've got to come together because this is where we live. This is the country we love. We don't want to live anywhere else. So we've we've got to learn to work together. But the the podium is yours. (laughs) Well, you know, I really thank you and Lee for um, having this conversation because I think one of the things that's so important is that people need to have a space where they can um, share their thoughts, um, bit respectfully their frustrations, um, and be able to move to a place of understanding, even if we can't agree or even find the place of compromise, at least if we can be respectful. And I think that's probably what happened during the actual election, is this kind of scorched earth kind of thing that we were doing that I was really scared about. Because when you go for, you know, I heard Lee say earlier, when you go for the jugular, Um, and you're talking about all of these scenarios that can happen, um, it makes it where you kind of let anything go. And I was talking with a woman yesterday who was crying about the election, and she said, why are you so calm? And I said, because um, as President-elect Trump was talking about some of the things that he was talking about, I was reading um, on the democracy, how really fragile our democracy is. And I understood that, you know, you can't target electors, which is what is happening. People are finding out who these people are, part of the electoral college, and targeting them to change the vote of the state. I mean, we are getting into really troubling um, areas in our nation. And, you know, I've always been one that has said we need to respect the presidency. You know, back in the 90s, I voted, you know, worked really hard, voted for both Bushes, but when... No, you did ten, not, really? Don't even go there, Lee. For Bill <laughs> but, you know, he was the president. And I always said, you know... Even though I didn't vote for him, I was going to respect him. You know, I, I didn't respect some of his actions, but he was the president. Um, and then there were people, you know, who didn't vote for the last Bush, which I, you know, worked for his campaign both times. Um, and so, you know, I was always saying the same thing to my counterparts. You know, you've got to respect. So even in this, I, I'm very concerned, and I'm I'm also concerned because there's been so much fiery rhetoric that I think that part of healing is going to have to be is that we need to talk about how we do elections in this nation. You know, are there certain places we don't go? Are there certain things that are off limits? You know, it used to be family and children. We didn't get them engaged. That was off the table this time. But we need to figure some things out because you see 100,000 people protesting in New York. That's not a small amount, and it's growing every single day. I mean, you're talking – you have states that are talking about seceding from the union. I mean – I know. I heard that. I, I saw that in California, you know, and that's what the the thing was, you know, uh, is is – the USA headed for civil war again, and that's absolutely 
ridiculous. You know, that's the, the trouble. We have differences of opinion in different ways, and we need to learn how to gracefully, as you say, Dawn, you know, talk about that, that to come to the table and that when I disagree with you or anybody else, we, we say, okay, shake hands, and, and you walk away. Right. <clears throat> uh, uh, California is actually talking about seceding? Oregon is the one that is moving for that. Yeah. Uh, they're the first one. I mean, they've started the – I mean, we – this is – I mean, we are going into a place, our country, and, yes, we've gone through uh, – Lee, I heard you talking about some of the things, but for those – of us that are watching, and I'm watching these millennials, because in the in times past, there was something to lose. There are a group of people that have nothing to lose, and I think on the other side of this, that those that have supported the president-elect are going to be really angry, because they're not going to get all... The, I don't think Hillary Clinton's going to get locked up. You know, there are things that were being said are not probably going to happen. And so we might not be bringing jobs back from China. I mean, we might not be able to do that. And what happens when people who wanted um, President-elect Trump to be arguing President Obama yesterday. There were people who were really angry about that they had a cordial conversation. But I'm really proud. Weren't you really proud of that both men conducted themselves in a very presidential... Honestly, I would not have expected anything less. Yes. But I recognized yesterday that there were people who I'm close to that voted for Donald Trump who were very angry last night. Hold on. Don Don and Sabrina, here's, here's my take on it. But Here's my take on it. I was talking with with, with folks this week, and we'll, we'll get into we'll get into some of the other elections. But <clears throat> my take on this thing is: look, um, nothing. What what you said is what you said is absolutely accurate. Hillary's not going to jail. We're not bringing back jobs from China. We're not, uh, you know, we're 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 not going to be industrialized again like in the in the industrial revolution. It just can't happen. You know, um, what what we might be able to do. What, what we might be able to do and what Donald Trump's biggest legacy may be is to go in and scare the heck out of some lobbyists, go into Washington like a bull in, in a china shop and being the unintended consequences are. I think that he's going to – I think he's going to help uh, – reshape what a republican is what he may end up doing is reshaping what the uh, what political parties are and and um uh that thought well, i would really i know there are people like i listened to chuck last week and I'm, honestly chuck was the point where i knew donald trump was going to win because <laughs> chuck knows politics yeah he sure does doesn't he said, he? he said i think he has enough momentum that's going to carry him over he was absolutely right well and done um, done here, here the, the last thought i had on that was that look this federal government, they come, these presidents come, they go, they promise us the world, they promise us the moon, they promise us everything. And right. it's all right. It's all ninety eight percent a load of crap. What we what we have to do is take it back. What it makes it more incumbent on us in the right. local level is you know when they say all politics, all government, all it's all local and what it makes it more incumbent upon us to do is to help ourselves. We can't you know, they're gonna do what they're gonna do up there and play their silly little games. But how's that going to help our, our citizen 
our citizens right. here in Newburgh. How is that going to? How is that going to? Right, um, that's so true. I mean, John, you're here. on the front lines of people who are trying to help people who are hungry, people who need jobs. Um, you know, and that's really what the country is about trying to trying to change that. But we have a lot of viewers this morning. I want to thank everybody who's. Um, uh, watching today, and you know, my good friend Skip um, said it's right. It's called the peaceful transfer of power, and we do set the example to the rest of the world. Everybody yeah. looks to us, but it does start in our own backyard. That's if you right. can't have peace in yourself, in your home, in your neighborhood, in your community, then how do we, you know, expect to have peace in the rest of the world? Don, here's here's a question. Here's a question for you. Somebody on Facebook uh, Facebook asked, "How does?" Hold on, let me read it. How does Don uh, feel that not a single living president endorsed or voted for Trump? It, you know what? The people, the, the people and the process that are in place have spoken. And I don't even, and I've shared this with people who, I mean, have really been struggling. I mean, very much in tears struggling with what's happening. The way politics is, is that once it is done, the electoral college is what we have in place. That process has played itself out. And the only thing I think that needs to be replayed is how we got to this scorched earth. Because I feel like the reason why we see what we're seeing is because of what was being said. You know, you can't say some of the things that were said and think that it's going to come out okay on the other side. I mean, we talk about deportation forces. I mean, I have a daughter who was adopted, who does not understand what is going on, but thinks that somehow that means she's going to be taken away from our house. She was born in this country. She's not going anywhere. But we've got children who are hearing things that they don't understand. But John, John, isn't that a... isn't that, though, a product of the home, of the, you know, that you as a parent set that tone. If she, You know, and I just feel like, you know, all these parents that were saying, oh, you know, my children, they're, they need counseling now and whatever. I just, Hog wash. I, I don't they need understand their parents. That. They need their parents. You set the tone. You raise that child to be the wonderful young woman that she is. And every time I see her, I can't get over how how much she has grown and you know but you set the tone if she's afraid then she must be hearing things you know from somebody somewhere to make her and it's up to us as parents to tell our children it's okay that is not the truth i think fear comes from uh, you know misinformation yeah and you know what and i had to write a long letter to her dance teacher this morning she is She's so afraid to be out right now that she says she doesn't, and she loves dance. But that's what we're dealing with, and we're going to have to figure out. And I think President-elect, that's why I brought up Chuck Tyson, because there are people in our area that are connected to, I believe, you know, who can get to people who are in power. Maybe he needs to make an early speech and say, you know, we're going to be humane on this. I mean, because this kind of rhetoric and fear that is out there makes people irrational. And that's not what we need. And I think that he is able to now set the tone and say, you know, these are not the things that are going to happen. They're, you know, however it's going to be, he needs to speak to it because we are seeing a small microcosm in our own communities, but these are things that are happening throughout our nation. And it is going to be that tempered, and I, you know, I saw he was on Twitter last night. You know, that's going to flame it more. Just let's figure out how to move 
for it as a country because we have foreign enemies that I believe are among us. And What does that mean, Don? I believe that if we start, we're going to have to figure out what president-elect means by these bans. Because if we, if it is perceived in the Muslim world that we are targeting Muslims on our home um, soil, I don't think that it will be long before we start seeing things that are happening in Syria happening within our borders. I believe that we have cells right now that can be operated. Oh, you're um, you're not you're not you're probably not wrong about that, and that's why. You know, and that's why we're you know we speculate wildly about what this guy's going to do, about what the uh, what people are yeah, going to do. But when th- what it boils down to, Don, and once again, I cannot, I cannot press it uh, enough that we we here in Newburn, we here in our little community within the within the range of one hundred seven point five and <laughs> fourteen fifty a.m. We have to, we owe it to ourselves. We can't change what's happening in California. We can't change. What's happening in, you know, in Oregon? But what we can do is we can not tolerate it in our own little community. We are not, we are not going to discriminate against Muslims in our community. We are not going to discriminate against, you know, anybody in our community. The we can't, you know, if somebody and, and breaks we, the law. Somebody breaks the law. If somebody breaks the law, they break the law. But if we are not going to. Um, we are not going to uh, – we're not going to buy into this greater hysteria in on our well, little level. That's the thing. We have to – it has to start at home. It begins with me. You know, let peace begin with me. Dawn, right. we know that. And, you know, I, I believe that we – you know, I said this from – all all week, it was funny, you know, Monday I got up and I just decided to turn this, you know, I was out of control. I could not control what was going to happen, but God was in control. And I just I just prayed that, Lord, whatever your will, let it be done because you know better than I know. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue to pray for our leaders. I'm going to continue to pray for President Obama as he finishes out his term. And, and you know, our new president coming in, all our elected leaders from the top on down to, to locally. But, you know, we've got, to, we've got to start in our homes. This, I am concerned about the hysteria and the talking because even in local situations, I see people getting upset about something the county does or the city does, but they have misinformation. They have not. They heard a neighbor say it, but, and they took it as gospel truth and didn't check it out. Let me, let me tell you one thing on that. On our local, you know, we had, we had a lot of local um, elections, you know, this week too. You know, and, and I'm not going to mention which race it is, but I will tell you that I, I, I have two good friends on the opposite sides of, 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 of what came out this week. And one of them lost, and the other one um, – the other one. So, so now they've defriended each other. They won't talk to each other. They're not twitting each other. It's like, are you guys out of your minds? This is an election. You're not talking to each other. What, what are you in high school? Are you teenagers? You're both attorneys. You're both, you know, you're both, you both have people's lives in your hands every day when you walk into a court of law and really? you're detweeting people and you're unfriending them. The first thing them? you are should you do is you minds? should shake their hand and say, how do we work together? Because if both of those people put their names out there, you know, then they should be included in the process. And I'm going to say this about your mother. Your mother ran an, an exceptional campaign. She was quite the lady all the time. I engaged her and spoke to her, you know, on a couple of occasions. I was so glad she called into the show. But, you know, it, it worked the way it worked. But I think because she had enough 
guts, and I'm going to say it, to put her name on the ballot and get out there that Representative, Representative Special should shake her hand and say, look, obviously you want to be involved. How can I engage you? How can I get you involved in the process? And, and I think that's what? the way that it should work. That actually is what happened. My mother oh. called Representative Special that night, mm-hmm. and he told her. I mean, I could actually, I was sitting beside her, I could hear the conversation. Um, and he said, no, you know, the, the race has not been called yet. And he, she said, well, you know, um, I'm looking at some of the numbers and I see the trends. And he said, well, you don't have the call right now. And she said, no. She said, I, I want to congratulate you. I want to thank you for, you know, your graciousness. And he said, thank you for yours. She said, any way that I can help, I am going to do all that I can to help this district. He thanked her and he said, please do. She said, and if I disagree with you, I will let you know first. But, you know, where I can be of help. And he said, I want that. I mean, it was a very, very cordial. I was so, that is what it should be about. My mother, and, you know, to my knowledge, he never was out talking about my mom. My mom was not out talking about him. Um, They didn't know each other well. I knew him more than she did. But there was a respect in the public discourse that was, I think, exemplary of what it should be. And, um... I, I am hoping that that is the kind of legacy that she is going to be leaving in that respect. You know, she's going to be very involved in the community and in educational work, but that's what it should be, you know, that we can still, uh, you know, agree to disagree on what we do, but at the end of the day, we want to see jobs in the third district. We want to see black and white and brown yes. be able to go to work, have a good life, and to, to live peaceably. I mean, I think at the core of it, that's what people want. That's people it. want to see everybody doing their part. Right, and that's true. And um, my, my our, our very good friend, Corey, has reacted on our Facebook today, and he said, we just need to get in a quiet place and listen for wisdom on how to move forward. Sometimes... There are too many voices in the air. And, you know, Scripture tells us, be still and know that I am God. And that's so difficult for me because it's hard for me to be still. But it is very true. When we can be still, go to that quiet place. And I think if we all can find our quiet place somewhere, um, we'll... We'll, we'll all get through this. Um, unfortunately, one of our, my people um, on Facebook posted this, and she's so true. People were saying the worst day in our country was, you know, 11-9. No. And it wasn't. Let it me, was 9-11 no. when, when we had all of those people die. So that was not – it was just the first day to a new day. And, and let's try to see how we can work to make it yeah. better. If we've got that much energy – to protest and get out there. And, you know, I, I use myself in case. I'm, I'm dissatisfied with local government, so I'm out here talking about it, getting information, engaging other people to make a difference, not because I'm trying to attack somebody or whatever, but, you know, um, people just want to live their lives. We all want to right. live our lives, and we just have to move forward. But we've got to start in our own backyards. Hey, Don, by the way, while, while I have you on the phone, did you ever get a chance to watch that Netflix movie, 13th? I'm going to watch it this weekend. It yeah. is It is a dense... Have, have you heard of the movie, Sabrina? No. The 13th <laughs> is about the 13th Amendment. And right. it's about... And this is getting off the election a little bit, but it's about the 13th Amendment. And, and whereas angel food cake is light and fluffy and you can... Practically, the whole cake cannot get filled up. This oh, movie is like somebody made pound cake out of lead flour, and every morsel just gets your brain fired up. It's uh, it's about 
the Thirteenth Amendment, um, going from slavery to um, mass incarceration of of uh, young African American men, it is. Uh, I'm going to watch it again, and we're, what I'm what I'm working towards is I'm hoping to have, uh, and we're going to get this done by February. Um, what I'm hoping to have, because I think Don, when you see this thing sparked up in our local area. We can go over to uh, Kathy Adolph's place over there at the at the city, city laundry. laundry. I talked to her about it already. We're gonna we're gonna have a showing of that, and we're gonna have a panel discussion on it with everybody. Because you know, I was I was talking to some folks out there earlier, and this is this is why local is so important. This is why we're not going to affect some guy in Washington D.C. We don't know, but there's there's folks out there. When I t- start proselytizing about this movie, The Thirteenth, um, that that the don't. That, that don't buy in. They don't believe it. They don't. They don't believe discrimination exists anymore. They don't. They don't believe. Uh, you know, good, good, good people out there don't believe that this sort of mass incarceration discrimination exists. And so, and then the folks on the other side are going, well, it does exist. And there's got to be a way to bring people together. And I think Don, honest to. Honest to goodness, this movie would this movie and watching it over uh, a period of three or four weeks uh, over with Kathy drinking some coffee, some some tea. And talking about it honestly, it, it's going to go. It's going to be a very, very good thing. Well, I look forward to seeing it this weekend. So I'll be after I watch it. But thank you all for what you all are doing because I think that when people are able to express themselves and see that we can reason together right. and still be friends and not be in this really bad space. You know, the president said it best yesterday. We've got to be rooting for you to succeed because right. otherwise it's like being on a plane together and wanting the pilot to fail. Yes. Oh, isn't that the truth? But, Dawn, what, what's, what's your parting words as we, we you know? Well... I think that we have to figure out, Corey said it really best, you know, I've been waking up at 4 o'clock every morning since the election and just really being at peace and being prayerful for our president, for our president-elect, for this nation, because um, if we... Well, I'll leave it with this. Jesus Christ said it. A divided house cannot stand. Amen. And we got to find a way to unify this country. And we, I believe, all of us are called to the kingdom for such a time as this. Because if we don't get it together, I believe that our enemies are going to come in or those that are among us who are the enemy are going to destroy us. Right. And that is not a good thing. That's true. So I guess the the closing comment for for me to you two is: let's be kind to one another. Let's right. be respectful to one another. Parents, you know, your the world is not perfect. You tell your children the way it is. We win sometimes, we lose sometimes, but at the end of the day, you know, we we are all part of the family. So, Don, always. It, Always wonderful to have you. I hope to see you in person soon. We talk on Facebook a lot and on the phone, but I'd love to see you in person soon, okay? You all have a wonderful day and Thank happy you. birthday a day late for our United States Marines. Yes, day yes we love us some veterans here. Thank you. Take care now. Okay. Hey, by the way, I'm, I'm trying that Facebook Live thing, and I'm not succeeding. It keeps cutting in and out. Right. And so anybody who's watching me on, on watching us on, on our page, uh, sorry, I'm trying. <laughs> But um, we, we've been talking about election here now, and so, it, you know, there's a 
lot of comments. Um, I thank everybody who has really said something, but um, I have to do a shout-out to Tate Johnson because uh, uh, Tate was on here, and he said, hey, let's not talk about the election. Let's talk about a more pressing issue, and that's tonight, uh, bacon and brew at the farmer's market. All proceeds uh, go to the United Way of Coastal Carolina. The doors open at 5 o'clock. It's so you can kick off the Mumfest weekend with bacon and brew tonight at the farmer's market and really what's, help what's support. What's bacon and brew? What, it's what do you, their what you... fundraiser. It's, uh, it's their fundraiser. And so, you know, this is what is all about in our community. Um, hey, is it you get some bacon, some beer, and live music, huh? Tonight's the art crawl, too, right? Art crawl tonight. There is all kinds of stuff going on in our community tonight. And, again, we were talking about starting – right here local. So there's Art Walk. Come on downtown. They're going to be setting up for Mumfest. And, um, you know, I got to give great, great kudos to uh, Lynn Haracal and Swiss Bear. You know, when the storm came through and they had to cancel it, um, she was so stressed out and they'd worked so hard. It's her first Mumfest since taking over Swiss Bear. And she has done an awesome, awesome job. Her and her staff with bringing this all back together for a great weekend this weekend. So please, everybody, come out, support Mumfest. We're going to have about 240 vendors. Um, and that's pretty good because the original count was about 280, so I think it's great. Um, for the first year, they're going to have the Mumfest beer tent down at Union Point Park. Beer so tent? They're going to have a beer tent with... Um, entertainment and so you can come down there and hang out and drink a cold one so that that'll be good and uh you know we just need to come on out and support all the merchants support the vendors and let's just make this a great weekend saturday and sunday uh till five o'clock so it'll be it'll be a good thing to go on out and do that so everybody support that get out and support the united way tonight support art walk it's just a great time to be in newburn isn't it i i you know and and that's and that's the whole thing I have every faith. The, the faith in the country, they can take care of themselves. The yeah. faith and the faith in our community. And look, I don't agree with Mayor Outlaw on anything. He doesn't. Well, it's hard to tell because the guy doesn't talk. He. Do, I was looking. I was. I was right, looking gonna on. Pick on him now. No, I'm not. I was looking on. <laughs> I'm not picking on anybody, but what I'm saying we is we will be before too long. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, look, I, I looked on I looked on Facebook this morning to see any words from from our leaders, our, our leaders. Nothing. Uh, I looked on, you know, and it's and and you, you know, you're Sabrina Bengal always says, Lee, I I, I just want to talk the facts. I just want to talk the facts. I do want to talk uh, the and, facts, and, and I get it. But uh, I get it. But when the facts aren't forthcoming, when nobody gives well, you facts. Well, but that's true. But then you state the fact that I tried to get this information. I tried to get that. It's got to be real. If I'm going to talk to the people and I'm going to challenge somebody's decision, I'm going to challenge it based on the facts. Because I learned through the process that if you don't have the facts, it'll come back to bite you. If you're going to stand up for something, stand up for it in truth. Know what you're talking about, and then challenge it. And that's where people come, and they'll respect you, and they'll understand and, and support what you're doing because you've got the facts. You cannot dispute facts. That's, well, you know, what, you can spin them, but you can't dispute them. What if you hear? Well, there, there's something that you don't want to, that, that you don't have the facts on. But what something's come to me, and something's right. come to me. It's called Fort, Fort Totten. It's, it's come to me. You want the facts. I do, I've and I don't, trying, I don't have them. I, I and, and have to have me, them in let, writing. And I know you have to have it in writing, but here's what, here's what is coming out of City Hall. 
here's what's coming out of City Hall, and I've triangulated in on this from a bunch of different people before I'd ever talk about it. Uh, you know, before I'd ever talk about it. Fort Totten is where people go right now to pay their electric bills and utility well, you, bills. Yeah, it's 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 the city of New Bern utility uh, collection department, and we call it Fort Totten, but don't confuse it with the park. No, no, it's where it's it's right there at Fort Totten, but that's where people go pay their city utility bills. And it's you know there's a lot of it's a densely packed area over there with a where people can walk there. It's central to to a lot of people, the elderly, the people who don't have access to cars now. The, the, while this isn't, I'm not going to say this is a hundred percent fact. What I will tell you is there's enough, there are enough points out there and I've triangulated enough to know, uh, to, to believe that this administration, the outlaw administration is going to move that, uh, Fort Totten Park out to Highway 55. If you look at their meetings, which I do, if you watch their meetings, which I do, and you talk to other people, they're going to take that, they're going to take that, uh, the, and just think about it for just think about it if you're out there and you want to if you have to pay your utility bill downtown because you don't have a car they're moving this thing out to highway 55 uh and you're not going to have access to it so the other part of that is the other part of it which is really really cynical is the fact that they want to then donate the donate the building to the boys and girls club of newburn now I love the Boys and Girls Club in Newburn. They well, are doing again, a great job. Again, I'm not stating this as fact. I'm, I'm stating watch. You know, I'm, uh, I'm asked not going there me. until I have the facts. I know you're and, not. And, and the thing is, if they're going to go behind everybody's back and do a surprise, you know, then then that's fine. They did it, and we will call them out on it. And so, I'm just saying, until watch. I get the fact, you know, I know they're burying it, but um, you know, hold, hold on, you know, you know the the, I'll the, tell you the what government, I do know. the government, get Victor Taylor to call me, Victor, Victor Taylor, and they're doing this. They've got a closet cabinet. That they're doing it. Odom, Alderman Odom, Mayor Outlaw, and, and uh, Kinsey, Alderman Kinsey, they're doing this behind the backs, in, in my understanding, of the other aldermen. And th- this this is just the kind of this is the kind of totalitarian, uh, you know, non transparency that gives people a bad name. And he, he, the, in the U.S. government, we rely on chatter all the time. As long as there are enough indicia of reliability in that chatter that you're not just idly speculating, courts of law convict people every day on 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 um, circumstantial evidence. The circumstantial evidence, if it's strong enough, it goes to the weight of the evidence. But in this case, I've talked to people from the Boys and Girls Club who that's their understanding that they're going to be getting that building. And the point is – is that it's a cynical attempt in this year of in this election year it's a cynical attempt to buy votes at the expense of people who really need that service station service center there in by Fort Totten Park that's all I was saying and you know you can you, you're never going to get you're never going to get mayor outlaw in this administration to go well this is what we're doing they're going to sneak up behind you and they're going to do it and it's going to hurt people and it's a cynical attempt to to buy to buy votes the other one was the uh, there's a couple of things out there $180,000 for uh, Alex Thalman Memorial Field over in um in John Lawson Lawson Creek Park now I was talking to people in law enforcement because I'm in court every day right. with people in law right. enforcement and Alex Thalman if, if any of you don't know he was a young beautiful handsome man smile he was an he was a police officer he was an athlete he was he was everything you'd want a police officer to be a wonderful young man and with a promising career he was shot down in the streets of Newburn um shot down in the streets of Newburn and uh 
at that time, that was about three years ago. At that time, the mayor went to his killer's funeral. He went to the killer's funeral and supported the killer's funeral, made a huge mistake for everybody. So three years later, he wants to spend $180,000 on a, on a memorial soccer field or whatever it's going to be. And law enforcement saying, no, this is, you know, people are seeing through it. This is a cynical attempt to buy votes. Well, if you look all around everywhere, I mean, they are spending money like water. They are pressuring the poor uh, public works department. It's just they want to be able to show in the next nine months all that they have done for the citizens of Newburn. And that is good, and people will react to that. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, get to the underlying things were done in the back room. There's been no strategic plan to say, hey, we're marching forward doing these things because we see this and it'll create that and what have you. And there's really... There's still not a vision, and I don't, I don't get it. I understand it. There's a lot of retribution. Um, $120,000 for what the city is calling the cub room uh, yeah, it's across really the interesting. street from the city hall. Uh, uh, y'all I call come it the turd mahal. Well, I, I just they, – the furniture in there is nicer than most people's houses. I can't believe what they've spent. And if they're not going to have a person there watching it, I just – I don't know. I found it very interesting. Let's, for the, for people who don't know, uh, the, the city just spent $120,000 to build this beautiful little mini mansion. It's, it's a 600-square-foot toilet uh, for $120,000. That is $200 a square feet. Sabrina, now you know Newburn Real Estate, don't you? A little bit. $200 a square foot is just exorbitant. Well, you know, yeah, it is. Um, you can build a house for $100 a square foot. Yeah, it's... Uh, it, and that, that $200 a square foot doesn't I know count exactly. The, I know exactly how they're going to play this out. So, you know... How? Um, how do you think? Really? Honestly? Well, they're going to say, look, you know, da- they're, they're saying in the paper downtown needed bathrooms. So we, we needed to provide bathrooms. But did they really talk, you know, to, to the merchants? That... that Needing bathrooms was eh, about eight years ago um, when there was a real crunch on that. But we've got more stores. We have other things. Um, it just It's a whole interesting thought process that they're using there right now. And, you know, they didn't really work with the downtown business people. They didn't work with Swiss Bear. They really didn't do any research. They just said, we're doing this. We're putting it up there. Too bad. So sad. And that's the whole thing. And to me, $120,000, put an elevator in City Hall. Come on. Let's get people up to the courtroom. Let's get people the ability to come there. $120,000, maybe a parking attendant for downtown so that we can control parking. I could go on and on Make and on with City where Hall handicapped accessible. Where we could have uh, used that money, but again, this is seventy-five this is the problem. steps. But I know, I know the city uh, needed a the city needed a welcome center uh, seventy-five steps away from City Hall. This is yeah, what you're telling me: the most uh, welcoming building, or the building that should be the most welcoming building in right, New Bern, right, right. Is, is seventy-five steps away. You build a uh, a Turd Mahal and a parking lot for the cost of two hundred dollars a square foot. Right. This and there is absolutely no reasoning. There's right. no reasoning. There's no logic to it. There's just lies. We talked to many people. This is what the article said on the city's website. We talked to many business owners downtown who said blah 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 blah. No, you didn't. There's in the city. There's in a single business owner downtown that can go on record that I know of who will say we would rather have this turd mahal in a parking lot uh, rather than a handicap access to City Hall so that we can get uh, people into City Hall. 
There's already people staffing City Hall. There's already bathrooms there. The only thing that's not there are citizens because they didn't build a handicap ramp and an elevator to get people there. And that's the kind of nonsense that, you know, that's the kind of nonsense that we have to bring out. And, you know, right. that's right. – and you're allowed to talk about it. Right. Guess what? Well – um, I, I, I didn't say anything negative. I just said my opinion, you know – and, and what I saw there okay. was if, oh, if $120,000, I know, $120,000. <laughs> now, check this out. This is what I was thinking about this morning. When, when we're spending $85,000 to redecorate. We're not spending uh, no, it. No, the, yeah, the taxpayers of the United States they of are. America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I happen to be a taxpayer in the, in the United States of America. So we are spending $85,000 to redecorate each unit down in Craven Terrace. Now, it, if you can build a turd mahal that is gorgeous for one hundred and twenty thousand dollars, imagine if they imagine what you could do with eighty five thousand dollars. You could build beautiful little right. units rather than redecorating some rancid old buildings that have mold all over them. Right. Well, right now, if you'll just hold on, I'm, we're going to be getting Dustin Kane short. We're going to close out the show today with what this country's real about, really about, and it's our veterans. No, this, this isn't an hour. An hour yeah, hasn't oh gone. No, it it's has, not. No, no. Turn it back has, the clocks. It turn has, back it the has. clocks. Get out. Out of here, but we're going to talk to our good friend <coughs> Dustin. We need Mayor Outlaw here to turn back the clocks. Yeah, okay. You're so bad. You're I'm so not bad. bad. I'm, hey, okay. Dustin, are you there? Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. You are live on uh, WNOS 107.5 with City Talk with Lee and Sabrina. We're also live on Facebook, so uh, you are our favorite veteran, so we couldn't let this Veterans Day go by without you coming on and at least for a couple of minutes talking about our great veterans in this country and what it means on this Veterans Day. Yeah, no, <laughs> thanks. I appreciate you putting me on the spotlight. <laughs> That's okay. You'll get over it. <laughs> You're live on the air. It's a very important day, obviously, uh, back-to-back, because being a, uh, a fellow Marine had the Marine Corps birthday yesterday, so it's always a, uh, a special time. And for me, my, my personal birthday being uh, a couple days later, so it's always interesting five days or whatever. But uh, Veterans Day is... You know, 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. You know, it's supposed to be the war to end all wars, or what they used to call uh, uh, Armistice Day, right. um, which basically is World War One. And uh, you know, kind of ironic. A couple of years later, the the harsh conditions of which, uh, what the uh, I guess I would say the tax on the German people, and everything set up all the conditions. You know, for the perfect storm to have World War Two and have a war that was even worse than World War One, but. Uh, yeah, just as far as veterans, um, and that's really weird because even though I've been retired for just over two years, I don't even kind of consider myself a veteran. I look at people like Ben Defonce and others, uh, Go Pop. great war vets who served during you know the Korean War and World War Two. You know, um, I don't know if we still have any World War One vets alive today. Um, that's an interesting trivia question. Yeah, that is an interesting. But, I'll look that up. <laughs> I'll have that answer for you on next week's quiz. I, I, I look at them as like. You know, I, I, I just bow down and pay him on the prostate and pay homage to them because I just think about um, the freedoms that they have fought. Well, you know, obviously Vietnam veterans, obviously, without, goes without even saying right. because of the way they were treated when they came back. But um, I don't know. I, I always look at myself as I, I still kind of consider myself a veteran, I guess, which is really weird. But um, well. yeah, it's, it's a great day, especially with the, uh, the recent elections. And I'm not trying to get on a, a rant of right wing or left wing. That's all right, because we ranted enough today. I didn't rant. <laughs> oh, just, no, yeah. just for the first time ever, I feel like there's hope. I feel like maybe it's going to be a – I am blown away with uh, people marching in the streets. It's like, what are you doing? You're protesting our way of – you're protesting the system in which this country was founded on? Like, I, I don't quite get it, but 
um, I think uh, it, it's just exciting. It's exciting. It to me, it almost gave it almost gives this year's Veterans Day like a little bit more oomph or a little bit more. I don't know uh, faith. All right, hey Daryl. Daryl is doing that circle thing yeah, they're, with they're, his finger in the yeah, air. We I just, think that means wrap it up. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up here. But I, I always have to give you a voice when it comes to to veterans and our servicemen and whatever. And so for all the veterans out there today, they can come to Beer Army and have a cool one with you tonight, right? Absolutely.